Listener Production. This is the Rush Hour with AB and Elliot's podcast. All right, I've said this before on our show, but I just want to reiterate that there is nothing better than an older male neighbour. I mean, look, some females can fit into this category as well who just knows how to do everything. They know exactly what's going on in the neighbourhood at all times. And we've got one at the moment next door to us. Shout out to Ray. He's that guy that can do absolutely anything. And, And obviously, Cyclone over the weekend, we had no power. It was Ray, the one that you're like, hey, mate, how do you emergency open the garage? It was Ray. Hey, the fire alarm's malfunctioning. It was Ray. You don't have to have a stepladder, do you, Ray? That bloke is always around, always knows what to do. Absolute legend. I think every neighbourhood needs a Ray. I feel like these are things that Alex should be doing. Yeah, probably, but he's very not masculine, so... He tried to open the garage and it did not work. Oh. We even Googled how to do it. It didn't work. Ray's like, mate, you got to pull it out. And then... <laughs> I'm leave mate, that everything, line. everything I say. <laughs> everything. Uh, what do you mean? You find everything. a way. Find a way to what? Go and outlet that somewhere else. Didn't you have... Um, while we're here... So we we all live in Townsville. Um, you didn't lose power, Luke, no. but, but, but we did. Didn't you have the richest getaway from a cyclone ever? Yeah, I did. You know, it wasn't that like rich, it, but it, it was it, nice. It was, well, we can't bear this heat. Let's go to Palm Cove, four and a half hours away for the weekend instead. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Well, okay, in and my lay defense. By the beach. And don't, oh, she's so out of touch me. <laughs> <laughs> you do it to yourself. Yeah. Alex's birthday is uh, in two weeks, and right. we're going to be away for it potentially for something for work. Yeah. So he said, can I book my birthday weekend? For this weekend that we just had. We booked it. The cyclone was coming. We're like, gosh, we won't be able to go now. Mm. He couldn't cancel it. Non-refundable. We got to Saturday and it was like, okay, we can either stick around in Townsville with no air conditioning or we could go and use this night of accommodation that we already have booked. So we liked it. waited until Saturday. I thought you might just hightail it out on Friday. We did go on Friday night. Sorry, yes. (laughs) Friday night or lunchtime? Um, (laughs) Mid-afternoon. So his birthday, what day is it? February 10. That's a Saturday. Yeah, but we're gonna, we don't get back until that day. And he, but, he wanted to book it for the long weekends. We'd have Friday night, Saturday night. Wouldn't it have made sense if he met you where we might go? Yeah, look, it would. But he isn't that way inclined, so he booked it. It surprised <laughs> me that he actually wants to do his birthday because he doesn't strike me as a birthday celebrator. He just likes going on trips. Okay. His favourite thing ever is a little domestic vacay. Hop in the car say, two hours up the road. I'm surprised you stayed at a bougie hotel in Palm Cove. I thought you might go to a dodgy motel on Mate, the highway. if there was a drive motel, like one of the ones where you pull up to the front, he, we would have stayed there. Trust me, that's his type. He's such a weird He's man. so weird. Because you say he does love going on a trip, but you guys haven't been overseas, in, or besides Bali, sorry. Yeah, because of COVID. Well, like COVID ended a couple of years ago. Mm. I know, but we were going to go... Right during it, and then yeah, like obviously our honeymoon was meant to be. But I feel like Africa. he genuinely prefers going to Ingham at a shanty motel than mm. he would going to Fiji. I can't even tell you the amount of times he's asked me if we can go to air for the week. <laughs> <laughs> What? He begs me. Oh, he's found some motor in, oh. like that's yeah, but, got okay. a Chinese food restaurant right, account right, attached okay. to it. So you've, that's literally. I, where I'm I trying stay. to. So let's say you get to air, right? You get to air at I don't know 10 a.m. He also likes a shit golf course. Exceptionally shit golf courses is his favourite thing. Okay, so his thing would be get to air at 10 a.m. Play golf till two. 
Yep. Then you get back to the hotel and do what to have get Chinese, Chinese food? Get a Chinese What, at three o'clock? <laughs> oh, no, we'll go and have a look around air. There's one street. Uh, another thing, because he's a teacher, loves to look at the school and suss out the school. So he'll go, oh, yeah, I reckon that's a principal live-in job or like that of here, 30 teachers. Oh, oh they don't God. have demountables. Oh, that's interesting. Or if it's got a bit of sporting history. The other day, drove back from um, Palm Cove, mm. took me to the home of Nate Miles, Gordon. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> you, know, you know what he's going to be? He's going to be... if. if if it gets to the point where you guys have grandkids one day, he's going to be the grandpa that the grandkids don't want to hang out with because he just spins boring, shitty yeah, stories. Yeah, and he'll be like, a great weekend planned yeah. at the Motor Inn, yeah. and they'll think that he's the worst. They will, they will cry when they arrive to the airport to come and visit you guys for the school holidays. <laughs> but do you, know that, do you know what that does mean? I'll be the cool one. Which doesn't happen Success. often for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. It's a all long right. game for you, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It? I, d- I purposely By married 70, a loser. You'll be cool. uh, all right. <laughs> Luke, radio show today. Yes. What are we looking at? Oh, the wonderful, wonderful Sandra Sully. Yep, she was great. She was great. We also had Todd Payton on. Yep. Gave us uh, his reasons for, for choosing youth yeah. for his new captains at the Cowboys. Yep. Very unexpected. Uh, what else? We got some stories from, uh, from Queenslanders who had run into. To random people overseas. Yeah, it's, small it's, a world. Small world. it's a small world. I think, and you'll hear throughout, you kept singing that song, unfortunately. I, I it's in think, your head now, isn't it? Well, the more it plays in my head, I think I have maybe seen it in The Simpsons. Would it have been in The Simpsons? Yeah. I mean, this I is a, it's a Disney it. song, so. Uh, okay. I don't know if they'd be contracted to have it. Possibly not. It's, and it's there's a ride. A ride at yeah, there's Disneyland. a ride at Disneyland, and you right. go around, and there's all these little kids singing at you. Sounds it's, awful. Here we I'm go. Not gonna lie. No, I don't oh. need to hear the song. No. I really like. I already have the song in my head. So the ride itself, you go. You're sitting in one of like the. Like, are you in water? Yeah, you are in water the whole time. Was oh, it like a, one of those love boat ones? Yeah, you go around and it's like kids from all around the world and they're like, it's a small world Hang after all. It's they nightmare They put small fuel. children from China and, and wherever inside yeah. this ride and they sing it. And they have all the cliches of like, there's, you know, the kids in China have got the hats on and everything and they're in rice fields. Oh, so it's, it's a very, racist yeah, one. Very, I mean, look, I went when I was eight. Uh, to so clarify, yeah. not real people. They put like No, they're robots people. and they're like... Oh. Dancing. Oh, and that's even worse that they're robots. Yeah, it was a really scary ride, to be honest. So it's a, it's a little that. racist ride with kids from all over the world. I mean, it is. I don't Walt want to Disney. be sued by Disney. They could have changed <laughs> <I did>. it. <laughs> he's oh, dead. He's when, dead. Now. When, okay. when Walt, you know, wakes up from his frozen coma, he's coming. He's for coming us. for me. <laughs> he's got some lawsuits Can't to answer the dead, as well. It's fine. Whatever. Enjoy oh, the show. Gosh. We'll catch up with you soon. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Well, I, I always love that. I, I feel like it doesn't matter where you go in. Queensland or anywhere in the world, there's always a way you're connected to someone. The world, people say, oh, it's a small world. It's 100% true. Two degrees of separation yes. as opposed to six. Yeah. I had what was initially an incredibly awkward encounter that turned into an amazing one over the last couple of weeks. I know I've been hammering on about this holiday. I promise it'll stop soon, but I did spend a few weeks in the US over the break. America. Um, F, yeah. Pew, pew. Um, one of the cities I went to was Boston. Beautiful place. I went to watch a basketball game. The Boston Celtics were playing. Uh, I, I knew in Boston, a uh, mate of this show, friend of ours, uh, Gavin Cooper, former Cowboys legend, his brother Dustin actually lives in Boston. Yes, yep. that's right. He, and, he works over there and everything. Yeah, and, and uh, Coop said that his brother loves the Celtics. He quite often goes to games, yada, yada. I hadn't seen a photo of his, his brother in, in years and whatever, so I didn't, you know, not that you'd run into him. I, I didn't know what he looked like, but... 
I was sitting there at Celtics game, and I'm half court, and two fans arrive late, a bloke and his son, and I hear the bloke talking to his son, the bloke's Australian. And I'm, I'm sort of sideways glancing at this bloke, because I went by myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. And then on the side, I'm, I'm Googling Dustin Cooper. <laughs> to, and so Dustin Cooper, the photos on Google, he's got a bit of a beard. And then I look at this bloke next to me, and he's clean shaven. But I'm thinking, well, if, if Dustin was clean shaven, I think that could be him. Yeah, like what does it look like on yeah. the end? So the bloke keeps talking to his son, and I end up saying, oh, you're Aussie, mate. And he goes, oh, you are too. I said, yeah, I'm visiting. I live in, you know, Townsville. Thinking, oh, if it's Dustin, he'll bring up the fact that... So <laughs> Home of the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, and I'm almost like, oh, yeah, sweet, yeah. You know, occasionally I watch the Cowboys games and whatever. I'm thinking that... I said, you're Dustin, aren't you? You're Coop's brother. And he goes, nope. <laughs> I sat in silence for a bit. And he goes, oh, like I do love footy and whatever. You, I used to play with a niche name, Alan Tung, used to play at the Raiders. Oh. So I was, you know, I was there or thereabouts. Really nice fella. Get talking more. He's like, oh, yeah, I was in um, this time last year. I actually met the Cowboys coach. His name's Todd Payton. I said, oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's a good fella. I know him relatively well. He said, oh, yeah, no, we had a few beers. Uh, just randomly met him in New York. We had a, a night out together. I'm thinking, jeez, is he telling mince pies? So I I text Todd Payton. I've moved on from thinking it's Dustin Cooper. This is a brand new this bloke. This other person that's I, associated with the sport. I've texted Toddy. I'm like, hey, do you remember this bloke? I think his name was Aaron. You know, about this Not time Justin. last year. He's like, oh, yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> I've then got... Todd Payton on FaceTime with, I think this bloke's name's Aaron sitting next to me with all, I just. Are we sure that Todd didn't think it was also Dustin (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I had the best intentions coming into this week. I'll have you all know. Last night I was like, yep, let's get all of our meal prep stuff ready. I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to go for a really big walk with the dog. Nice. Then I'm going to go to Pilates, had all my clothes ready to go. Everything was looking absolutely sensational. Same as last week. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to make this 2024. My year. That was until 3 a.m. this morning, Mm. the sound of an alarm started going off at our place. It was the fire alarm. Woke up Alex. We walked outside, realized one of our fire alarms upstairs was going off. Obviously checked no risk of smoke or anything anywhere. It was just faulty. So you ripped it off. Tried to. Right. <laughs> we reset it a ton of times. It kept coming on. Then the other fire alarms throughout the house triggered. This was three in the morning. There were dogs barking all around our neighborhood. I feel so sorry for all of my neighbors. We could not get that bad boy off for 15 minutes. Alex just said, stuff it. I'm going to call the fireies because I have no idea what to do in this situation. Right. They came. It took like, you know, extra 10 minutes or so. They were very quick, to be fair. Yeah. Eventually got it down. All in all, about 45 minutes from 3 a.m. onwards, though. <laughs> Do you think I had a wink of sleep? No chance whatsoever. We don't come to work till after midday. No, I know. And I tried to nap all morning, but it didn't happen. My week is already written off and it's, it's Monday. Hey, and mate. I'm one triple three five three. Are you like me? Why is the week written written off for you already? Did something horrific happen to you overnight? Okay, horrific is And also, it... we'll use it as an excuse to be subpar at work for the rest of the week. Okay, here we go. Hor- horrific is probably a word I wouldn't use. I say it's a little bit of a, a nuisance. And I don't understand what's happened this year, but I do feel like roles are reversed. You're the negative pessimist, and I've turned into the... It does feel that way. Hey, I'm, I'm taking on the world and being more positive. However... You did tie your hair blonde. I did. If we're going down this train, I'd, I'm a middle-aged man and I should be over these things. I have a pimple the size of... The biggest head in 
Australia on the side of my nose at the moment. You, you, don't, you don't need that, to point yeah. to where it is. I'm oh, aware no, okay, of where sorry. it is. Every time I have a pimple, yeah. you make it a national event. So <laughs> well, if I'm going to quickly acknowledge yours, yeah. then cop it. If we're riding off the rest of the week, I'm doing it based on the fact I'm a middle-aged man with acne on my face. Yeah, that is very tough. Put toothpaste on it. But one triple three five three. Yeah. why is your week written off already? We don't want to be negative, but like, you know. <laughs> I feel like you we... do. I feel like, I feel like the whole <laughs> purpose of this okay? Zero sleep. that you are feeling negative. The sound of the fire right. alarm is resonating yep. in my brain. Okay. Like, it's giving me a twitch. This is only the fifth week of the year and you've quit on it Second already. Second of work. I don't. I'd be surprised if we find too many people like you. I feel like most people are feeling pretty positive. We're to Townsville on 13353. Felicity, tell us. Uh, mine is for a car repair that was supposed to get done today and due to a misunderstanding, it ain't getting done until it they can reorder parts for it again. <sighs> Felicity, car repair, what, what kind of type? I mean, mine at the moment, I can't open the driver's side door, so I'm climbing through yeah, the passenger. How bad is it? Does it top that? Well, me and I got it decided to have fun <laughs> and it looks all the front end of my left hand side. Right, yeah, you need that. Yeah. Yeah. And so at the moment it's currently taped with black tape everywhere. Sounds about right. Yeah. Look, I mean, hey, the, respect good, the ownership. One good thing is Felicity, I, I do believe that could be a youth crime deterrent. They don't, you know, so often take the ones that are taped up. So you, you might be okay for a little bit longer. Appreciate the call, mate. Uh, Toowoomba is where we're going next. Alan, thanks for calling the rush yeah. hour. Uh, AB's a quitter, mate. She's written off the week, but you'd like to join her. Yeah, mate, I've been at work since about 5.30 this morning, yep. and I don't look like I'm going to be here, get away any sooner in the next couple oh. of hours. And yesterday afternoon, sitting down having a be- couple of beers, I said to myself, I'm going to give up drinking this week, just have a week off. <laughs> the day I've had, that's out, that's out the window. <laughs> He's going to double it. Now, Alan, yep. what do you do for work? Because, I mean, that's getting, we're nearly at 12-hour day. That's pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that, you do that when you've got to work for yourself, unfortunately. Uh, what, what kind of work do you do? I've uh, got a brake business in Toowoomba. Do we want to give it a shout-out? Yeah, Brakeland in Toowoomba. That's my favourite brake That's all right. Now Alan. you're going to be a millionaire anyway and not Brake require Land. as much work. Brakeland in Toowoomba. On you, Alan. We hope you get out of there soon and you, you have a couple of beers because you've earned it. Uh, Brett in your poon, round us out, mate. You've written the week off. I think AB's excuse is weak as you know. What? What is yours? <laughs> oh, mate, it's the humidity. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, no. What? Oh, yeah, it's like sleepless nights sometimes. The air conditioner, it just, it's a bit noisy. Uh, I mean, the fresh air doesn't even blow through the windows at some times. But, yeah, that's humidity. Uh, I'm, I'm, I reckon I'm going to throw a life preserver in the middle of the lounge room just in case I have to abandon ship <laughs> and sail on out. If you want to get off, if you want to detox, mate, come to your poon and sit in your lounge. It'll just blow out of you, all that black stuff. Uh, okay. You'll be good to go. Brett, in your poon, uh, my, yeah. my concern is this. If you're riding off the week because of humidity, if you're in somewhere like Yapoon, you've got at least another couple of months of it to go before things cool down a little bit. Are we just riding off the first quarter this year? or? Oh, mate, I've, I've booked a ticket to the South Pole. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to watch polar bears. I like that. Mate, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure my smoke alarm was humidity caused as well, Brett. So I reckon we just do an annual snow trip every year. Let's take three months yep. and bugger off out of this. All right, Brett, uh, I tell you what, to, to get you out of the heat a little bit, we are going to send you along to see that brand new film, The Dry 2. The first one's very good. 
I critically with, acclaimed. With Eric, well, I only watched the good stuff. Deborah you know Lee that. Furness, she was married to yeah. Hugh Jackman. I know that. The great furnaces, <laughs> one, of, one of our great talents. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elias. Our guest this afternoon has been gracing our TV screens for decades now. You can now throw an A and an M. At the back of her name, a huge achievement. Uh, last week, this wonderful human being has been awarded the Member of the Order of Australia uh, in the General Division. That's for her service to media, charitable organisations, the community. From Channel 10, she's basically the unofficial captain of Channel 10 these days. She's a face Sully. of comfort for Queensland. Hello, Sandra. How are you? Congratulations. Oh. Thank you. Hey, guys, thanks for having me on. Very humbling and uh, honoured, as you'd imagine, and still trying to process it all. But I'm always happy to talk up the, the uh, issues I'm passionate about. The, the job you do, Sandra, is never about you, and you're always reporting on, on something else. So is it hard to take a moment for yourself and almost pat yourself on the back? Well, I don't really ever pat myself on the back. I see it as another opportunity to promote this the things I'm passionate about. So, look, I got this, I think, you know, because, yes, I've been in the media for a long time, but I've tried to use any profile I've had mm-hmm. to use that, that platform to ramp up the emphasis on those unsung heroes in Australian communities that, you know, keep us all together through bushfires, floods, COVID, you name it, you know, calamitous events. And then, of course, I've been patron for Spinal Cure Australia for over 20 years, and I'm really passionate and believe we are, We will find a cure for spinal cord injuries in my lifetime. No, and Sandra, in particular as well, you're so passionate about women's issues and you're such a pioneer in that space as well. You were the first woman to ever co-host the Melbourne Cup. You did that for seven years and so many of the firsts for females in media. Do you feel like that? Do you feel like a pioneer in the space? Do you see young women coming up in media and are you proud of what you've paved for them? Look, I certainly couldn't take uh, all or much of the credit, but I know that it's really important to help those coming behind you and learn from them as much as you do, you know, the ones in front of you and before you. The world was very different when I started and there weren't the opportunities for young women, middle-aged or older women then uh, as there are now. So I think, you know, the longer, not that I'll be there forever, but it is important that, you know, men and women get a fair go and women for a long time in media simply haven't and that. That has changed substantially, and I'm really proud to have been a part of that and helped out where I could. Sandra, you've covered some really difficult stories over the years as well. Uh, my old boy was a, a journo with Seven in, in Brisbane for a long time. I remember actually when he went over and did the uh, tsunami 20-odd years ago, he came back a different person. Was was there ever a day where you thought maybe you couldn't do it anymore, where you're covering a story that was so difficult that you'd maybe questioned why? Yeah, look, I think... Um you know, you're always meant to be un- unemotional. And I remember being in Threadbo for a week and I couldn't help but be emotional when they finally rescued Stuart Diver, despite the fact we'd lost nearly 20 other Australians that week. Um, September 11, uh, the bombing in Atlanta during the Olympic Games. They're all quite confronting, um, you know, and challenging events. But mm-hmm. after September 11, it took me a long time to really get over that Um I wouldn't say technically PTSD, you know, but we saw a lot of hot, horrific images that night for, for many, many hours. And most Australians woke to the news that it had happened and they simply had to accept it. Whereas if you were with me on the night, I think we had a really special bond because we lived the trauma. You know, we watched the horror of people holding hands and walking onto window ledges knowing they couldn't get back down and they jumped to their death. You know, it was just horrendous. And the world changed on a dime that night and Australians woke up the next day and 
realise that what happens on the other side of the world really does affect us. And we, I think, then accepted that we're global citizens and we need to be more interested in what happens around the world because it does affect us. Very beautifully spoken. I mean, look, you started in Queensland. You were born and raised in Brisbane. Obviously, you made it to the big smoke because you're so talented. But you still have (laughs) that finger on the pulse with Queensland. You still have the opportunity to broadcast to us all the time, which we absolutely love. Is that important to you to have your roots still connected? Oh, really important. I mean, I couldn't believe my good fortune when I got a chance to present the Queensland Bulletin. It was I never imagined when I started out that this would kind of be where I ended up and I've presented elsewhere and certainly late news back in the day went to Queensland. But to actually champion Queensland and 10 years first in Queensland is is a real honour. And, uh, you know, my family get to see me and that, that matters, you know. Mm. It really does. But also I feel like, you know, it's in my DNA. Like I understand Queenslanders. And I've said my whole life, you know, you can take the girl out of Queensland, but you can never take Queensland out of the girl. <laughs> and come state of origin, I'm the most annoying person in the newsroom. I just love it. Good service <laughs> from you. Thank you. Never change. Sandra, Sandra Sully, AM, a huge congratulations. Uh, again, if you're just joining us, Sandra was awarded the member of the Order of Australia this past week. Uh, well earned, mate. We've loved watching on a telly the last 20, 30 years almost, and can't wait to see what else you do and maybe retire, I don't know, Early Beach one day, Port Douglas. But as long as it's in like 20 to 30 more years, I need a bit more time. On you, Sandra. (laughs) Oh, thanks, guys. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to chat and and to raise the flag. Really, really grateful. Thank you. I I want... I want this year, and I've said this to you a couple of times now, I want to try and be a little bit more open-minded. I want to try and... Oh, it hurts to say. I want to try and sometimes admit when I was wrong. Ooh. I know. How long have we got? Ugh. There's a big list. It's not going to happen all the time. But I also want to try and be more open-minded when it comes to things that I thought I hated when in terms maybe they weren't that evil all along. Because you are famously pretty rigid when it comes to stuff. I'll say, Stiff. hey, you know, yes. give this a go. Yeah. Like, for instance, I love the Gold Coast. I think it's the best. Great. You, you think it's a hellhole and will never visit. I'm erect on the views that I don't like it yet. Yeah, you don't ever change your mind or try. No, no. And that's a horrible trait. It really yeah. is. and right? my husband's the same. It's like I've had enough. Yeah. Once we have an opinion, we stick firm. But I don't <laughs> want to stick firm. I, I, I want my legs to be a little bit wobbly in 2024. Um, and I'm going to start today. I'm going to start small and hopefully work my way up because something that you know, I've been telling kids for ages across this state to stay away from this because I think it's awful and it's pointless and, and you shouldn't do it and who cares of the health benefits. But uh, today I'm going to officially change my stance on what I think of, of the superfood food that is spinach. Yep. Whoa. I was... I, I was... Well, sorry. Right, sh- no, 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 no. Hang on, hang on. I need on. a second to process this. I was... <sighs> wrong. <laughs> now... I always thought spinach was the green devil. And, and you know, there's another one that's used. I always thought this was the green devil. I, spinach was disgusting texture, tasted awful. And your parents said, oh, it's so good for you, blah, blah, blah. And I hated it. And I hated it for 30-odd years until last night. I had it put in a spaghetti. And what I'd never realised all along, and, again, I have to put my ego to the curb for this, is that spinach... Kids, spinach, not only is it good for you and you should eat it, oh my, it actually has no taste. <laughs> it's well, it's this like is, eating water. This is funny because yep. last year I made you a pie. I made you a shepherd's pie. Yep. And I blended 
yeah. all of the vegetables into it. And yeah. once you found out that they had the veggies, you wouldn't eat it. You ate the potato off the top of it and that, left the pie. That's why I blocked you on social media. I was so angry at you. <laughs> yeah. I also made you a dish last year, Elliot. Yeah. I made you a lasagna. We've been poisoning you with spinach for years. <laughs> spinach in it too. Well, I, <laughs> you shouldn't have done that because that was a breach of my trust back then. However, 2024 <laughs> me is okay with it. So kids out there moving forward, I want to try and be a better person. Sometimes admit when I'm wrong, spinach is actually fine. It tastes like nothing, put it in your gobs and you grow up big and healthy like your favourite footballer. Yeah, righto, Popeye. Yeah, well, Are you going to do the... That's the hope. Yeah, as long as I don't land a woman like the one that he dated, because she was a bush scrub. <laughs> she was. She was terrible. Olive, hey, olive you might oil. change your mind yet again. I, I won't on that one. She was terrible. <laughs> it's a small world. After all. It's a small world after all. It's a small, small... You haven't been to the <laughs> Disneyland ride? <laughs> No, I can't or say see I the have. movie. Okay, Haven't move on. Seen that. Good. Um, <laughs> example, I was in uh, the US over the break, sitting down in Boston, ended up meeting an Aussie bloke next to me at a basketball game. The Celtics were playing. Turns out he'd had a big night on the Terps. No, sorry, let me reword that. He'd had a couple of beers. Uh, with, Responsibly. Yes, with current Cowboys coach Todd Payton. Who is a responsible guy uh, and I, joins I, us in... Ten yes. minutes or so. I texted Toddy saying, oh, do you remember this bloke? Toddy FaceTimed us. We said hello. It was, it was, I mean, in a city of 700,000 people to what have are a the odds? It, it was very cool. Uh, we'll go straight to Nathan in yep. Townsville first on 13353. Tell us your small world tale. Good afternoon, A.V. and Elliot. So hello, November 2022, wife and I on our 16th year wedding anniversary flew to Fiji. Nobody there, just doing their thing. Random Sunday, we jumped on the transfer boat and headed out to Seventh Heaven, which is a floating bar in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Okay, sounds um, like a swingers yeah. party, just so you know, Nathan, but keep going. Yeah, look, yep. You, yep. it could be seen as that, but hey, you know, we're on tour. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting on the boat, uh, yeah. mixed breeds, ages, everything else. There's a, like a, a Caucasian, Caucasian middle-aged couple sitting opposite us, sort of our age. So politically correct. Uh, yep, keep going. Yeah, that's right. And, and as we got onto the floating pond soon, there was a sort of table for four there, and they were in front of us. And oh, there's two of you, there's two of us. I said, here, yeah, sit, great, no worries. Sit down and order the drink. And our mate starts, strikes up a conversation. Said, oh, where are you from? So, oh, Townsville. So, us too. So, oh, we're from north side of Townsville. Us too. And I said to the miss, like, ah, hang on. You know, this is getting a bit. And our mate says, oh, we're from Bushland Beach. I said, mate, really? So are we. So as it turns out, standing at my front door, I can see his house. So shout, out, <laughs> shout out to James from Bushy Beach. Yeah, James good on- Lou, g'day, guys. Yeah, well, good on you for setting the basket to them earlier. You might have met them before Fiji. <laughs> Jeez. Something about pineapples being the wrong yeah. way around. Yeah, I'm not sure that I, I changed gonna, the neighbourhood forever. And look, I, I don't want to be yucky here, Nathan, but if, if that yes, seventh... No, stop. If, if that seventh heaven was what it sounds like, you would have been gutted. You know what I mean? You're going on the other side of the world. You're hoping you're going to meet... Anonymity. You're, you're going to meet... Anna yeah. from uh, bloody uh, Venezuela, Stephen. and do oh, you yeah, swap right. that yes. way, N- not yes. Cheryl in Bushy Beats. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> oh, that's great. Nathan, appreciate oh. your call, brother. Have a great night. Have fun, guys. Cheers. Uh, staying in Townsville now, 13353. Dan, tell us your small world's tale. Hey, guys. How are we doing? Good, Dan. Uh, good, mate. We're, we're basically hillbillies. We come from a 45-member community in a river valley right. here in North Queensland. Yep. And uh, one year there, I was working in the south of France for a few months and got up to Paris, hanging out under the Eiffel Tower with my partner at the time and one of the boys from my little village. <laughs> Just so happened to rock up <laughs> on his honeymoon with his missus 
And uh, the pair of us proceeded to just freak out like little fangirls at each other. Dan, uh, I, I got to know, like, this has to be an Aussie thing because we love travel so much. Do you really think any other countries out there have this happen as much? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I think you can't get away with anything in this world. It's such a small world. How does, while we got you, Dan, how does a hillbilly end up working in France? Uh, you. You end up travelling to England for a wedding and right. then you end up having a mate working at a resort in the south of France saying, hey, this is incredible. <laughs> and you end up going down there to visit him for three days and then you end up staying there for eight months. Yeah, sounds oh, horrid. Dan, I, I, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. We're going to have to speak to you again. I feel like that man has some There's stories some to tell. Stories There's a book in sure. Dan's life on you, mate. Appreciate the call. Uh, Trevor calling from Palm Cove. Beautiful Palm Cove. You were just there on oh the my weekend. God. I, Tre- Palm Trevor. Cove is the best place in Queensland. Trevor, take us back to 1978, mate. What happened? Yeah, travelling around the USA with a few mates and uh, we're in Las Vegas in a big supermarket and we're looking at the uh, Foster's Lager in the fridge and we're saying, geez, they've got Foster's Lager here. And there's a few older ladies walked up and they're going, oh, geez, we've got Foster's Lager here. We said, oh, are you from Australia? They said, yeah. And I, they said, where are you from? I said, oh, out west of Geelong in Victoria. And they said, oh, so were we. And uh, this lady said, what's, what's your name? And I told her my name. And uh, we lived in a and 10 k's from the nearest bloody town, 30 k, 30 k's west of Geelong. And she, I told her my surname, Whitcomb, and she said, "I was best friends with your mother when we were a little girl." Oh, oh get, get out of town! Give me a break. Oh, at least tell us, Trevor, that neither of you purchased any Fosters because that stuff is rubbish. <laughs> Oh, mate, it's all they had back in 1970. <laughs> true, true. Oh, that's great. Hey, there's always, good on you, Trev, there's always a great story out of Vegas, whether you met someone you were connected to. Some you don't want to remember. Whether you went wild like me and saw Celine Dion live in concert with another man. That was a rager. Oh, she's the best, mate. I don't doubt that at all. She's one of the great vocals. I mean, no disrespect yeah. to them, but when I went to Vegas, human yeah. nature was there. Very different. <laughs> yeah, much worse. Um <laughs> Coming up, human nature suck. We can say that. They're not Queenslanders. I've heard all the reviews saying their show's amazing. No, yeah, it's sen- nature, it was sensational, but it wasn't Human nature Celine. Is, is a poor man's, I can't think of a bad boy group, a poor man's Backstreet Boys. I'm pretty sure we play every time we... I Cry by John Farnham and them as well. So John Farnham's great. Can't wait Human for you to issue that apology well, to one of the greatest them. Australian bands of no, all time. cancel them in 2024. Let's just go to Vegas and we'll check out their show. <laughs> no, thank you. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. For the first time this year, kind enough to join us today, the head coach of the North Queensland Cowboys, Toddy Payton. Hello, mate. How are you? Hey, guys. How are you going? Really well, Todd. Appreciate you joining us. Some big news out of Cowboys HQ. Chad Townsend and Jason Taumalolo no longer your co-captains. You've gone with youth. Tom Dearden and Ruben Cotter, a couple of Queensland legends. Why? Uh, it's a long-term decision, to be fair. Um, looking at our group, got a, a few guys right at the back end of their career. And... Um, over the course of 12 months or the next two seasons. Um, they won't be here for a number of reasons. And we needed to make a shift in that regard so that we had enough time to give the support um, that Tommy and Rubes need to develop into being the best captains that they can be when um, all that experience around them is gone. Toddy, I mean, we get to see how excellent on the field these two are, but can you peel back the curtain and tell us if there were those sort of leadership glimpses that you've seen of them behind the scenes in training over the last few years? 
Uh, yeah, look, these kids are what our club was built for. You know, they're local products. Um, you know, they epitomise what we stand for. They compete really hard. They don't take things for granted. Um, they're humble. Um, they're, you know, they're great North Queensland products. So I see a lot of their leadership qualities from day to day. And it's not what they say, it's what they do. Um, the way that they prepare for training, um, the way they go about their business out in the training pitch, the way they compete for their teammates, and then the stuff that they do off the field. You know, it's how they treat people, um, you know, what type of man they are around the house and within the community. And, um, you know, they're, they're, they're great people, the kids, and really excited about where they can take our club. Uh, Toddy, for those that might not watch footy, your co-captains last year, the last couple of seasons, you got Chad Townsend, who's won premierships. He's been around the NRL for a long time. Uh, and Jason Tamalolo, who I believe the first man to sign a, a 10-year deal. Again, he's won a premiership with the Cowboys. These are two superstars of the game. So when you had to sit down and tell them they would no longer be the captains of the club, how did that conversation go and how did they take it? Oh, look, to be honest, they were a little bit surprised, um, but they understood where I was coming from. I think both of those guys have given our club great service. Chad's had a profound effect on, you know, our group um, on and off the pitch. Um, Jace is the leader by his actions and, you know, in big moments in games for a long time, he's really stood up. Um, and he trains at a level that, you know, you need to train to get your job done. And they've been great examples. But, you know, I've got to say that both of those guys have shown great humility around, you know, the decision. Um, they're willing and, and, and want, you know, us to be successful and, and Tom and Roos to be successful. And they're, they're going to give them all the support that they need to, to for us to get there. I mean, that sounds like the great team sportsmanship that we need. Now, on a lighter note, obviously you're in Townsville, Toddy. No power <laughs> for a lot of Townsvilleians the last few days. How have yeah. you been faring? How, how's everybody heading back in? I mean, you get these guys to run up Castle Hill sometimes in the middle of summer. So surely it was a walk in the park for you. Yeah, so it fell on the Australia Day weekend, which was always an intended three-day break for us. Um, given that the cyclone was coming uh, just at the start of that, we give them an extra day. And, you know, it, it was supposed to be a time for us to relax and mentally refresh, but I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we had a lot of guys only just got power back this morning. Oh, uh, yuck. We're very fortunate that we've got the centre available and over the course of the weekend there was four or five families staying within the building. Um, the kids loved it. <laughs> uh, in the aircon, uh, we've all survived. Oh, we'll call you next time. <laughs> yeah, we're very lucky. Very lucky. Well, on you, Todd. Appreciate your time today, mate. Um, congrats on, on the new co-captains and, and also thanks for being honest with us about how that process went. Mate, good luck with the rest of pre-season. We'll catch up just before March. No worries. Sounds good. Elliot, a little bit earlier we spoke to the wonderful Sandra Sully. Obviously, she was awarded at the Australia Day Honours last week with an AM, and there were a f- number of other really, really great Australians also named in the Australian of the Year category, one in particular that I want to pay attention to, the Australians of the Year for 2023, Professor Georgina Long and Richard Scolia, the co-medical directors of the Melanoma Institute of Australia. This is what they had to say when they received the award. Bronzed Aussie culture is actually killing us. So we call on advertisers and social media influencers. Stop glamorising tanning. 
Basically, these two have done really groundbreaking research into the skin cancer space. Professor Scolia in particular actually has a brain tumour and he's offered himself up as a guinea pig of sorts to do different testing to try and find cures, which is incredibly noble and his work is wonderful. I saw this video on uh, TikTok of these two talking and making that speech. I thought, how great is this? These are some wonderful Australians putting their time and effort into saving other Australians, particularly Queenslanders, because every single year, 3,600 Queenslanders are diagnosed with melanoma. We're the worst state in the whole country for it. I was pretty shocked, and obviously TikTok is a very young app, to see that a lot of the commentary was not going the way that I expected. Lots of kids saying, nothing wrong if people want to get a bit of a tan. I'd rather die at 50 tanned than live to 90 as a pasty-ass ranger. I just am a little bit concerned. I'm getting older now. I'm of that generation where we did suntan at the beginning. We found out how dangerous it was and we stopped. If the new generation are so hell-bent on tanning, we have done something wrong. The message has been lost along the way. There is nothing safe about a tan, Queenslanders, and we really, really need to take it upon ourselves at the moment to educate young kids about that and pay more attention to wonderful people like this doing so much in the space. And get a bloody skin check. I'm saying that to myself because I've had one in the last 10 years. Yeah, I put mine off, got it done six weeks ago, and it was all clear. There's no safe tan. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot.